I'm Brian Carpenter, host of Fresh Air at Five, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the EduGals podcast. We are your co-hosts, Rachel Johnson and Katie Atwell. We are here to bring you tips and tricks to help you integrate technology into your classroom. In this episode, we are talking all about our summer plans. We're going to share what we are hoping to accomplish, some books that we're going to be reading, and also what we're going to do to relax. Let's get started. This week, Katie and I are going to be chatting all about our summer plans. So we're going to kind of talk about what we're reading, what we might be learning. And I say might be because there's a whole discussion there, uh, as well as how we're going to relax and recover so we can get ready for the new school year. Yes, I'm not going to lie. I am super excited for this summer. (laughs) I think we're all pretty tired. So I'm looking forward to a summer to kind of rest and recover. And then hopefully, hopefully do a little bit of learning or work in there uh, just to kind of keep me moving forward. Yeah. So wherever you are in the world, like you might already be on summer break. And if you are, we, we are kind of super jealous of you. We've still got a couple weeks to go. We don't end our school year until the end of June. And so, yeah, we're, we're kind of kind of tying up loose ends, finishing and wrapping up our school year and really looking forward to that time off. I know. I'm so tired. <laughs> you laugh at me. I can't. <laughs> As I've told you guys before, we are on Google Meet, and so we can see each other, and Rachel likes to make facial expressions or sometimes laugh at me. (laughs) Um, The exhaustion is real. My need for summer is so real. I'm having a hard time making it through to the end of June, but I'll make it. We always do. Yeah, I I think we all need this summer, and we need to kind of dial it back and... I say dial it back, right? But my summer is like packed with stuff that I'm doing. I I always do way too much in the summer. But even I'm sort of trying to dial back as much as I possibly can to to get that rest, knowing that I'm back in the classroom next year. Yeah. So what are you doing this summer? (laughs) That's a loaded question. I know. I like to ask loaded (laughs) questions, especially when I know the answers are loaded. (laughs) There's a few things I'm doing this summer. So one that I'm pretty excited about that I've actually just kind of started with my first group is I'm mentoring with the Modern Classrooms Project. And I got a really great group in, I'm doing sessions two and three of their virtual summer institute. And so I've got and I've just started meeting with all of my mentees for that first session. And they're all administrators or instructional coaches. So it's really neat because they're all going to be creating like teacher facing PD or exemplars that their teachers can use to learn this model. So that's kind of fun. And then I'm also debating on signing up for another course. And I don't really want to, but I think I might have to. 
What course would that be, Rachel? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I really want to stay on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) My apologies. I was cornering her into that one. So you don't have to share. No, you know what? I... Maybe we do share it because I've kind of alluded to this a couple times in in past podcast episodes where I'm like, oh, I'm taking a course, but I haven't said what I'm taking. So I'm just kind of wrapping up my PQP part one course. So PQP, for those of you that don't know, is your principal qualifications, I think, program is what the, the third P stands for. And so, yeah, I'm not sure if it's really the right path for me at the moment, but uh, the learning is great. And it's actually a very, very interesting course. Which is super exciting because you would make it a a really great admin. That's so nice of you to say. (laughs) You're an innovative person who has lots of great ideas and excitement for you know, different pedagogies in the classroom. And so I think that would be great for supporting teachers. Yeah. So I'm kind of debating on if I do my part two. So our principal qualifications, you do it in two parts, like two, two separate courses. And so I'm debating on signing up for the summer session. I think it might be better to have it done in the summer. And then I can focus in the fall on implementing de-streamed grade nine science and like working with my team and and really putting my energy and focus there. But that means giving up some of my summer. So like, you know, yes, it's, it's a bit of a struggle. And I guess by the time this episode comes out, I will have to have made a decision because the deadline's coming up on June the 13th, which is the day before this episode comes out. Well, you just do you make the decision that is best for you. Yeah, but I think besides that, I'm just gonna, you know, we we've decided we're not going anywhere in terms of vacation wise, because we ended up just having to put a ton of money into our house. We had to do our furnace and our air conditioner, which, yeah, um, kind of kind of paying for that in and recovering from spending that amount of money. So I think we're just going to take it pretty easy this summer and just kind of putter around the area, go explore new parks, you know, just get out in nature, find all the free things to do. There's actually I saw an article the other day about a new foot golf course. Hmm. around our area. I think it's in Hamilton somewhere. So we're we're going to go investigate that because it's actually soccer balls and it's a golf course and they have these like giant holes that you kick your ball into. That is amazing. <laughs> what about you, Katie? What are you up to this summer? A whole lot of relaxing. We're going out east with our trailer. So we're driving it out to PEI and then we'll spend um, a few weeks there actually. So It's going to be the first summer in I don't know how long where I haven't worked, which is strange. I haven't decided if I am regretting my decision not to work yet. (laughs) But uh, because I do enjoy working with the Welcome Center for our board. So it's going to be a different summer, but I need it. And I, I think I've kind of maxed out in terms of energy and my ability to just keep plowing through. So it'll be the first summer that I kind of just take for me to relax and then focus on September. So we are still aiming for our uh, modern classroom or mastery-based implementation. So I'll be working on a lot of my videos and finishing things up in the summer. Yeah, we, in terms of our planning for our de-streamed science, like it's 
been really great. I've been able to meet with the team now a couple of times already. And so we've kind of got our first two weeks mostly planned out, like not all the videos and activities and stuff are finalized and done yet. But I'm feeling really good in terms of our plan. And so we're going to before the end of the school year, try and get our first unit kind of at least outlined. And we're going to um, all kind of like assign ourselves what what lessons we're going to build out. And we're trying to like really minimize how much work we're each having to take on. So whoever's taking on a lesson, since we're planning and using modern classrooms as our framework as well, then that person is creating the template slide deck that you could then go and use to record your own instructional video. Nice. So, you know, a lot less work, but then everybody's just kind of like, oh, great, I got this. I can like quickly go and record it myself. Or, you know, whoever's creating that lesson is making an exemplar video for everybody else. So then if you don't have the time, you could just use that person's video if you really needed to. No, that's fair. That's the that's a good way to do it. Yeah. So our goal is to get like our first unit outlined and get everybody like assigned lessons that we can work on over the summer, because then that's going to make us feel like we're in a really good spot when we come back in the fall. That's, that's kind of where we're at as well. Like it's going to end up being if we use each other's videos, because we've gone and targeted different ones, then we do that. And then as we get comfortable, we'll do our own just because with no PD release time this spring, we haven't had the time or the resources to be able to kind of do it all. So it's not what we were hoping, but we'll make it work. And the other thing that I'm doing, and I have talked about this before, is I'm going to that material sciences camp in July. Yeah, so the the camp's run by ASM Materials Education Foundation. I don't know what the ASM stands for. I don't know if it really matters. But they have a whole bunch of these material sciences camps in all sorts of places. So I'm going to the one just in my local area, and I'm going with um, a colleague and one of my best friends. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I think it's going to be a really good week of learning. I'm just now finding that if I take this other course that I'm thinking about taking, I might have to duck out for an hour and a half because one of our classes would happen at the same time as that camp. But I guess it'll get figured out, right? Yeah, it will. It always does. Now, the question, are you going to do sleepaway camp or are you just going to drive every day? Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's going to depend on my friend. And so if she's going to stay there and my family's okay with me going away for a week, then I might stay there too, because I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I asked, because it sounds like, I don't know, exciting. (laughs) It does. And it's, it's great. Like everything is free about it. And it's, it's just such a fantastic learning opportunity that I'm really excited about that. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it sounds great. I'm not doing any courses. I am not doing any camps. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'll do a lot of reading. Like I like to read different novels that I can use with my class. Um, and then I do have some professional books that I've purchased that I really need to read. I want to read. I just haven't been able to. I guess my master's courses have taken all of my reading capacity. <laughs> What are some of the books on your reading list then? So I have a couple on my reading list. So the newest purchase is called Leading for Equity and Social Justice. Ooh. I know. I came across it on Twitter. 
it's Canadian context, which is always kind of nice because it's sometimes hard to find Canadian context. So I want to focus a lot more on equity at my school and finding out how I can do it a little bit better and all-encompassing, I don't know, like finding some good strategies for teachers that they can kind of easily take and adapt as well. Um, I know there's a whole chapter on CRRP, which I know is a big focus or goal for teachers, so how to incorporate culturally relevant and responsive pedagogy. So we'll see how that goes. So that book. And then I haven't yet finished the Katie Novak and Mirko Chardon um, Equity by Design, Delivering on the Power and Promise of UDL. So that one's on my list. And then just some simple novels. I'm looking for books that don't have a heck of a lot of drama, (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) represent a variety of lived experiences and cultures and people. Because I want all of my kids to feel like they can read about who they are in an affirming and positive way and not just look at the trauma and the negative things that we've experienced. Yeah, I bet that's challenging. Oh my gosh, so challenging. I'm having a really hard time. But like all of my books, because, you know, people share and whatever, and but a lot of them are like either, you know, indigenous history and talking about the, the abuses there, or it's like migration stories and talking about all of the difficulties that people have experienced. But there's more to it than that. Like, I feel like we need to get some more positive stories and some more, I don't know. So we, I can have a mix. And that's okay. And as long as I give disclaimers as to what to expect in the books, people like my students can then choose. I just don't only want to have books with triggering experiences. Yeah. And that's one of one of the books you've actually reminded me because I bought it as an audio book. And I've heard that it's amazing as an audio book is Braiding Sweetgrass. And I still have not gotten around to listening it to it. I've listened to the first chapter, and that was great. And it's read by the author too. And since, you know, a lot of indigenous practices is storytelling, like listening to it on audiobook is supposed to be like the best experience. And I feel like I'm going to be able to pull a lot of that into our science curriculum next year. So I, I definitely want to listen to that. And I think maybe I'll listen to it and while I go take my dog for a walk. I feel like listening to it while walking in nature just, you know, it's probably going to be the best experience. I like that. I've been meaning to read that one. So it's funny you say that. I know. It's been on my list for years, like a couple years now. And I have the book and I tried to start to read the book, but it was, I don't know. I just, I, I was having a really hard time getting into the written format. So, you know, someone suggested to me, oh, listen to it on audiobook. It's great. So I, I managed to actually get it for free. I signed up, got my free books, and then I quit my subscription. So I got that. I just haven't listened to it yet. So that's one of them on my list. And I have a few other equity-based books as well, because this is like an area that I'm really trying to learn more about and really kind of um, like dive into and, and think about. So one book that continuously gets recommended is, is a book called Is Everyone Really Equal? Have you heard of that one? Yeah. I haven't read that one yet. So that's one that's on my list. I also have Equity by Design. I just got a copy of that. So 
I want to read that one. And then I've got a few others that are like grading based. Yeah, just uh, like Robert Marzano, uh, classroom assessment and grading that works. Uh, Myron Dweck, giving students a say. So like I've got a bunch of them on my Kobo that I really kind of want to read. So I think those are kind of the themes I'm going for this summer in terms of my learning as equity and grading and assessment practices. I like it. I've also got a bunch of business-based books, and I, I really like reading businessy kind of books because I get a lot of really good ideas for leadership and like for the classroom that you wouldn't kind of think about. So like, for example, the one I'm reading right now is called Decisive, How to Make Better Decisions in Your Life and in Work. And I feel like as a leader, like being able to make better decisions and knowing some of those skills about how to make decisions and how to like not narrow your focus so much and consider all perspectives is going to like really help me grow. Okay, I have another book and it makes me laugh. It's called Thanks for the Feedback, the Science and Art of Receiving Feedback Well. I have that one on my wish list. (laughs) And the best part is there's like this little asterisk at the end of receiving feedback well. And it says, even when it's off base, unfair, poorly delivered, and frankly, you're not in the mood. And I was like, this is what I need. (laughs) I need to grow a thicker skin and just be able to accept it and say thank you so much for that feedback. <laughs> it's so funny that that you mentioned that book because that that's one that keeps kind of jumping out to me that's on my wish list of books that I, I want to buy and, and I want to read. Yeah, I'm not good. I'm not good at, well, I am good at feedback, but when it's off base, or I think it's poorly, like essentially that whole bottom portion that I said, that's where I struggle because I'm like, yeah, but you're not Uh, Anyhow, I won't go into it, but um, I feel like this will help me quite a bit. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought that one up because that is one that's on my wish list. I just looked, it's only $8.99 too on Kobo, so I think I should probably just buy it. But yeah, so those are kind of my reading. I don't want to put too much on my plate because then I'll just shut down and not do it, especially because I know how tired I am. But I think between those three resources, plus just kind of doing some searching and trying to find a few books that I can use with my students, I think that'll be most of my professional development. Yeah, I I really like, like, I'll, I'll read when we take my son to like the splash pad or something like that. And so my husband and I, we both have Kobos. We'll just bring our Kobos. We'll bring a picnic blanket. We just kind of set ourselves up under some shade. And then we read while he plays. So we're getting some relaxing. We're getting outdoors and, you know, kind of getting our fill of vitamin D while he gets to have a little bit of fun, too. Oh, that works well. It is. I, I really enjoyed that. I We went um, camping last year, and so we would do that, too. We would go to, like, the pool area because they had a nice big pool, and then we would just kind of find a nice shady spot and do some reading while he was playing. Yeah, no, it's it's kind of nice to be able to sit and read and just enjoy it. Yeah, I love it. And I would like I would say this year I have read so much having bought an e-reader over having to read in in uh hard copy books or on my iPad. So I I really enjoy my e-reader. Yeah, I have one now because well, I'm in a book club and 
every month or two, we read a book and then chat about it. And so I found it was easier to do it on my e-reader because the other part of it is you don't always like all the books. And so why do you want to buy a physical copy of a book that you're not going to like? (laughs) And so I, I now have one and I like it. Yeah, it's so true. And there's lots of places where you can actually read for free as well. So I know, for example, on our Kobos, they link up to our Canadian public libraries. So, you know, they don't necessarily have too many education-based books, but at least they have all the other kinds of books. And so you can uh, you can read a lot of stuff for free there. And then you can also take out ebooks through our Ontario College of Teachers library. I discovered that one. And so like, that's really fun. I've been kind of doing a lot of reading through there. So I there, there's lots of places where you can also find books for free and you don't have to buy them either. But I have spent a lot of money on books. Oh, man. <laughs> this past year. It's bad. COVID bought so many books. <laughs> My husband's like, what are you going to do with all of them? Why are you buying all of these books? And I'm like, they're important. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, what are your goals? What are your plans for the summer? I would say, I guess then my goal is just to be ready for the next school year. Like do everything I can to just get myself in the right mindset for going back into a school, knowing, you know, what my triggers are, knowing what my worries are about burnout and what I can continue to do to kind of keep myself in that healthy mindset and not get sucked in to all the negativity again. No. And that's hard. And then, you know, I don't want to bring up politics, but I feel like as teachers, we have to. With the recent election, I really want to kind of take this summer just to enjoy myself because I know that we'll have a very challenging contract negotiation and it worries me a lot so I'm trying not to think about it too much and how it will affect our day-to-day life at school. So for those who are not in Ontario and listening to the podcast we just had a provincial election and so the government that was in power got re-elected and actually got more seats than what they had before so they have even more of a majority vote and you know, it's been it's been a really hard landscape over the past four years in education, as well as in so many other sectors, right? So like in healthcare and all sorts of areas. And so knowing now that this government is like we have to do four more years, it just I don't know. I I feel it feels a bit daunting. It feels exhausting to think about. Especially for public education. They're stripping public education in so many ways. So it's scary to see the great things that have been happening start to get stripped away. But I'm trying to be positive. Maybe, maybe it'll change in a good way. I'm trying to be a bit more positive about it too. And just trying to go into this next school year with the mindset of I I can do what I can to control my own situation, but like I can't control everything. So I'm just going to have to try and learn how to roll with the punches a little bit more, I think. Yeah. Like we can't control that at all. And so we really do just have to one foot in front of the other walk, just walk. Yeah. And it's so funny. I was having this conversation with a few colleagues the other day and I, I said to them, I'm like, well, you know what? 
I got my snow pants. I got my snow boots. <laughs> I've got my hand warmers and foot warmer <laughs> things, and I know where to buy them. I've got a really great coat. I've got some really great hats and scarves and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm ready to go. Like if we're if we're out on strike, and we probably will be. Uh, like I can't see that not happening with this government. Like I'm ready. I have all my gear. So and I know what to expect this time going around. So I guess I feel a little bit more at ease knowing what to expect now. If that sounds weird, but that that's sort of the feeling of of everybody I've kind of talked to about the situations. They're like, yeah, we're we're good. See, I'm a little bit worried, and this might be, I don't know, may, I've applied for three over four, which means I'm going to work for three years, but they're going to pay me for those three years over four. And so, and then I take the fourth year off. So part of me is like, if we strike, that's an even bigger financial hit. So I'll feel a little bit more because I'm making less, but spread out. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm a little bit worried about the strike, but at the same time, I still have that fourth year to look forward to as well. <laughs> so that will keep me going. Yeah. So I think other than that, um, in terms of the podcast, I guess we should talk a bit about the podcast and our schedule because we are going to kind of step back a little bit over the summer to give ourselves a bit of space to take a bit of time to rest, relax, recover. And so... Our next episode won't be out until three weeks from this one, so beginning of July. And then we're going to do like every other week from that point until about mid-August. Yeah, we're going to take a bit of a break and kind of just slow down. But we're approaching our 100th episode, which is super exciting. It is really exciting. And we might even be over 10,000 downloads by the time this episode comes I out. I know, we're so close. <laughs> So there's lots of like big, exciting things happening. Um, and then, yeah, so bi-weekly until mid-August. And then we're back to our normal schedule. So on that note, we're going to wrap up our conversation here. And so what we'll do is we'll include any of the links and resources we talked about here today in our show notes. You can access our show notes for this episode at edugals.com slash 93. That's E-D-U-G-A-L-S dot com slash 93. And if you like what you heard, then feel free to share it with a colleague or a friend. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss out on any future content. And as always, we would love to hear from you. So if you would love to tell us, you know, what are you doing this summer? What are you reading or learning or not doing this summer, uh, you could go on to our Flipgrid at edugals.com slash Flipgrid and leave us a message there. Or you can go onto our website at edugals.com and leave us a written response there. Thanks for listening and see you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of our Edugals podcast. Show notes for this episode are available at edugals.com. That's E-D-U-G-A-L-S dot com. We'd also love to hear your feedback, so leave us a message on our website. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and consider leaving a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, keep being awesome and try something new. Yeah.